the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Not bad for a fringe group. Yeah, that's what the girly man Prime Minister of Canada called the 100,000 truckers who rolled across the country headed for his front yard. Uh, That fringe group has now raised over $10 million on GoFundMe, and that money's going to be used to pay for gas, food, and hotel rooms. And the truckers say they're not going anywhere for a long time. Meanwhile, Trudeau is still in hiding, of course. And to give you an idea of how much $10 million is, Trudeau's uh, party, the Liberal Party, raised $3.1 million in the last quarter of 2021, compared to $10 million raised in the last two and a half weeks by these truckers. And the truckers started their fund, uh, I think it was January 14th, something like that. Anyway, people in Canada have had enough. And it's happening here, too. There's a, tr- a talk of a, a truck convoy leaving California and heading for Washington, D.C. Uh, you wonder how much coverage it would get from CNN and MSNBC. It'd be pretty hard to ignore that, wouldn't it? When we come back after the break, I'm going to be talking to a Canadian citizen who drove six hours to Ottawa and spent the weekend there. She says the media coverage has been dishonest, and so has her prime minister. Uh, she'll give us, give us her eyewitness account, what she saw hanging around there for a couple of days. Maybe she can tell us about all the violence, you know, the looting and the arrests. Oh, wait. Uh, unless there was one today, there hasn't been one arrest made with 100,000 people in town. Unless I've missed it. Have you seen any video of people smashing store windows and coming out with uh, 70-inch TVs? I haven't. That apparently only happens in mostly peaceful demonstrations. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk about Tom Brady. He officially retired today. We're going to take a look back at just how much he cheated. And it's a lot. Stick around. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-708-1855. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-708-1855 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-708-1855. What do you have to lose? Call 800-708-1855. Again, 800-708-1855. Windows are When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. With prices set to increase on all exterior products, lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show beginning February 4th and the Pittsburgh Remodeling Expo at Heinz Field beginning February 11th. Let's ring in the new year by checking off an important to-do. Your old videotapes and photos are fading as each year passes. VCRs are becoming extinct, and the clock is ticking to save your family's most cherished memories. Hi, I'm Adam Baselogger. And I'm Nick Mako. We started Legacy Box to help you preserve your captured moments 
by converting all your videotapes, photos, and even film reels into perfectly preserved digital files. Legacy Box is the easiest resolution to do and can be done in minutes. Just fill your Legacy Box, send it in, and we'll send it back with your memories perfectly preserved. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. All the work is done right here in the USA, and over a million customers have trusted Legacy Box. Let's kick off the new year right by rescuing your memories that haven't been watched or enjoyed in years. Order your Legacy Box today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 40% off your Legacy Box. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This 5-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are seven times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20 and you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And shipping is free. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. I told you a couple of minutes ago that the Canadian trucker convoy had raised over $10 million on GoFundMe, and they're still raising money. They plan to stay in Ottawa for a long time. Most of the media coverage in the U.S. outside of Fox News, I think, has been negative. And yesterday, the girly man prime minister, Justin Trudeau, focused on some statues being vandalized and a couple of unfriendly flags. Terry O'Neill's a private citizen. She made the six-hour trip to Ottawa on Friday. She's back home, and she's on the air with us right now. Terry, thanks for being here. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me again. So, yeah, again, we had you on because this crazy stuff was going on up there. You've been a great, uh, amb- or not ambassador, uh, a uh, correspondent is the word I'm looking for. So thanks. Uh, when I talked to you yesterday, you were mad. Uh, because of your experience over the weekend and then having to hear Trudeau's comments yesterday morning. What did he say that got you mad after what you had just experienced over the weekend? Well, I let me say it was mad, but it was almost um, defeated or de- sad, sad. I, was, I left on Saturday with hope, with a full heart, and so excited. And that momentum kept going until I heard that man speak. Um, he was absolutely incorrect. Um, what he is saying is happening there is absolutely incorrect. I saw it with my own eyes. And what he was saying about, you know, the group being uh, racist, the group being, um, you know, uh, insensitive, the group being angry, that's not the case at all. And it hurt me personally. Because I was there, I saw it, and I'm not like that. Yeah, and you you told me that it, what, the description you gave me was it was so Canadian. What did you mean by that? Oh, yeah, it was so Canadian. Um, I was there for about six hours, walked Wellington Street, which is the main strip of Parliament Hill, um, with, with my best friend for about six hours. And all it was was smiles, hugs. Uh, we stopped at one area and dancing. I haven't danced in a long time. We were dancing in the streets. Um, there was, you know, it was so many people shoulder to shoulder. You know, you're, you're knocking shoulders while you're trying to get through the crowd. And nobody was frustrated. Nobody was angry. All you kept hearing was, sorry, sorry, sorry. You would bump into everybody and they just say sorry. And at one point I bumped into a woman probably about the same age as me. And we both looked at each other and said, sorry, we started laughing yet also crying because that is just so Canadian. Yeah. Um, it was very Canadian. It was very peaceful. It was fun singing. Uh, it was wonderful. So no looting. You didn't see anybody coming, smashing windows and coming out of the stores with TVs. No, none at all. No, <laughs> I didn't see any of that. Um, I, like I said, I walked the strip for about six hours. The crowd was huge. So maybe I missed, uh, a flag or maybe I missed someone angry, but yeah, yeah. I personally did not see any of that. I was next to the war memorial. 
Um, there, that's the area in which some of the dancing was going on, um, not on the war memorial, but to the side, there was people dancing and singing. I was walked past the war, war memorial. There was grown men on their knees praying for 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, it was, was nothing like what he portrays it as nothing. I, I seen several people crying with tears. Quite a scene. Quite a scene. Um, yeah. And what I'm, I'm guessing what's hard for you, or would be hard for anybody who was actually there, is that you witnessed this, and then you make the six-hour drive home, and Monday morning you see this guy come on and say what he said, uh, which is, again, kind of dismissing it as a, as a, as a fringe group and, and then uh, focusing on everything that was negative about it that he could think of. And you know that people all over Canada who weren't there are hearing their prime minister say this, and they're going to believe him because he's the prime minister. I, well, you know, some of them are going to believe him, but I'm hopeful that many aren't. He doesn't represent Canadians. Um, when you say, I'm a numbers person, so I sat down after the election and I worked through the numbers. You know, he represents, or at that time, he represented 21% of our population, and that's it. That's who voted for him? Yeah, 21%, because unfortunately only 58% of Canadians voted. Mm-hmm. So he he won, um, and not by the popular vote, but he won because of the amount of votes and the writings that he won, and that represented 21% of Canadians. I truly don't believe that number is represented that high anymore, and I truly don't believe people believe what he's saying. Maybe, maybe the minority do. Maybe that fringe minority do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Since he called us the fringe minority, he doesn't. Here I am. I'm I'm in Pittsburgh, but as you know, I've spent a lot of time in Canada, and I know the I know Canada probably better than most people in Pittsburgh do. Um, but he doesn't seem Canadian to me, Justin Trudeau, no. at all. No. He's a girly no. man, or just something about him that's he doesn't he doesn't remind me of the the guys I knew up there. Well, he, he isn't Canadian, in my opinion. He's dividing our people. He's, um, you know, he's stating things. He's calling our people um, racist, which we're not. He's saying that we are, uh, we have unacceptable views. To say that I have unacceptable views, I was there. He, he's judging. He's judgmental. He's, uh, well, he, he's definitely not representing a Canadian. Six hours isn't a short drive. Um, why was it so important for you to be there? That's a, that's a long way to go. That's like driving from Pittsburgh to almost to Chicago. I, I don't know, six hours, that's that's a long way. Uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been so upset yesterday after I heard him because the reason I drove up there was that exact reason. I knew that was how he was going to react. I wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to experience it for, for myself so that I could truly say that's what it was about and know for myself factually what I saw. So what, what? So I took, and, and I have a good friend up in Ottawa. So, you know, thankfully I had someone I could stay with. Oh, okay. Um, so, so logistically it helped and logistically it was easy, but yeah. I do, I do encourage anybody to go uh, spend, you know, a day or two in Ottawa. It's a beautiful city. There's beautiful people there. It's peaceful. Um, you won't regret it. <laughs> Yeah, well, what are the people you talk to there hoping to accomplish? They're obviously not going to get a meeting with Trudeau. He's not coming out of hiding. Uh, I, it doesn't appear that he even wants to. He said he's yeah. not even going to listen to our voices. He mm-hmm. said he, he doesn't agree. So apparently, as a prime minister, he feels if he doesn't agree with the voices of a group, he doesn't need to address it. I would assume as a prime minister, he needs to address those voices, whether he agrees with them or doesn't disagree with them. So I don't know where it's going to head. But the goal of this uh, mandate, from my understanding, or this, the goal of this convoy, from my understanding, is to get all mandates dropped. Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, vaccinated or unvaccinated. It's it's about dropping all mandates. I met so many people there, um, you know, that that are vaccinated. It's it's not just this small fringe minority he's talking about. And what was it like on the roads leading into Ottawa? Was there, was there a massive traffic jam? I, I hear about 100,000 trucks, and I think I'm going to be behind a line of trucks for three hours. Well, there was different convoys coming from across Canada. So in Niagara, our convoy left here on Thursday. So 
Uh, I, I didn't leave till Friday. Thursday was, uh, you know, also a, a wonderful day, a proud day, because um, many people were at the overpasses so much that I couldn't even get on an overpass to cheer on the convoy heading to Ottawa. So the Niagara convoy arrived on, um, I believe, Friday morning. Uh, the West convoy didn't arrive till I think sometime Saturday. So they were arriving at different times, but it was definitely busy. Like we couldn't get a car in there. Um, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have a ride to drop us off at the uh, L, um, LRT. So we took the, you know, train in yeah. and uh, we knew we wouldn't get out. So there's a lot of trucks there. I'll tell you. Uh, we're talking to Terry O'Neill. She's a private citizen from up there in Ontario. She made a six-hour drive to Ottawa uh, on Friday, and she's uh, she has uh, she saw it with her own eyes. And she's comparing what she saw to what she's been hearing from the media and from what her prime minister said. So, what about the media coverage, Terry? Um, it hasn't gotten the media coverage here that it deserves. Uh, the convoy. Uh, what's been the tone of the coverage on the Canadian networks? And compared to what you saw yourself? Well, you know, I believe they're downplaying the sheer amount of people there. And I believe that they're also downplaying um, the whole grand uh, logistics of it all. It's not just the truck drivers um, and the farmers are there, too. There's, you know, farm equipment up there parked. It's not just the truck drivers. It's not just the farmers. It's everybody behind it that are supporting this. There's a group from Niagara going up again this weekend. They're collecting, you know, water, food, uh, uh, first aid supplies, pet supplies, clothing, everything. Um, the support is is huge. And I, they're not covering that. They're covering it and they're making it seem like it's just this small group of trucks up there. But it's way more than what they think it is or they are saying it is. So in your area, how is it, yep. how is it organized? How, how, who's, who's collecting the food and how is it being done? There's a bunch of people that have stepped up. Um, there's social media groups um, where people are saying, you know, I'm going up on Friday. Uh, let, reach out, like, you know, send me a message if you have anything you want to send. Somebody might say, well, I've got some baked goods or whatever. People are just dropping off stuff to people's houses that are going up there. Um, and they're bringing supplies. They're bringing uh, not just supplies. I've seen a lot of these posts from these truck drivers. They're bringing notes of support. You know, uh, kids sending support saying, thank you. I, I just want to be able to, you know, play my sport again. I just want to get, go back to school and stay in school. I just want, you know, lots of support from the kids, um, people writing letters, supporting the truckers, putting it in with cookies, you know. Um, there's, there's a big support from everywhere, and it's not just in Ottawa. People around the country are helping. Well, it doesn't get any more grassroots than that, does it? No, no, it's. It's uh, it's very Canadian. Uh, makes me makes me hopeful. Yeah, I uh, and I've had conversations with you before about this. Um, my I can't say my opinion of Canadian people has changed because it hasn't for the the actual people being great people and everything. But just I've been really disappointed with their unwillingness, with from my perspective back here, to uh, push back. Um, mm-hmm. And what was the last straw? Do you think? Um, I don't know what the last straw, everybody would probably say it was because the uh, vaccine mandate at the border. So our truck drivers are not allowed to cross, uh, and it's on both sides. Apparently, uh, the U.S. side has implemented the same thing, that the truck drivers need to be vaccinated in order to cross into the U.S. and to get back into Canada. And if they're not, they need to quarantine for 14 days. You know, those truck drivers were there at the beginning of this pandemic and they supported us, and they continued to drive, and they continued to uh, go to the states and, you know, uh, bring loads of supplies and, and all our regular goods that come in from the U.S. throughout all of this. And now, all of a sudden, they're not essential anymore. They're not, you know, they're being forced to, to make a decision that they don't want to take. And, you know, it's, it's not just the unvaccinated truckers that are there. It's the vaccinated truckers, too. Um, I can't say how many. I can't say, yeah. you know, the demographic, but... I think that was it, um, you know, pushing and forcing that vaccine mandate in order for them to continue to do their jobs. Uh, you have the CBC up there, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, I guess that's what it's called, um, which is state-run, which bothers me right out of the chute. But uh, does the average Canadian citizen expect to get unbiased coverage 
for an anti-government event like this from a state-run media network, television network. <laughs> I stopped watching a long time ago. <laughs> I stopped watching a long time ago. So if, if people want to continue to get their information from there um, and believe that that's the correct information, I, I encourage them to start, you know, looking yeah. at different where, because I stopped watching a long time ago. So where do you get your, where, what media do you trust there? Uh, there's a couple that I've been watching. Uh, Rebel News seems to be putting out some great information. Uh, True North um, is another one. Um, you know, and then let's face it, uh, you know, your friends, there's a lot of friends, a lot of family that you know. You start to network. You start to make connections. You start to meet people who, you know, work in long-term care homes that are, um, you know, telling me that they're going to lose their jobs if they don't get their booster or uh, frontline workers, including police officers, RCMP officers that are losing their jobs or put on, put on unpaid leave unless they choose to get their vaccine. You start to make connections. They, they have connections. You start to network, and that's where you get your information from. Well, what kind of reaction? We're talking to Terry O'Neill. She's a private citizen up in the Niagara region, up in Canada. Uh, she made a six-hour drive to Ottawa on Friday, and uh, she's back home now. Um, what, what kind of reaction did you get, Terry, from your friends and neighbors when they found out you went? Was it all positive? Were there some negatives in there? Well, I, I haven't had anybody call me out negatively for going. Um, I hope I don't. I've always been a supportive person. I've always been, in my opinion, a true Canadian. <laughs> um, I've posted on my social media what my experience was. I got a lot of positive reaction. Um, but that wasn't the meaning of my post. I just wanted to let everybody know that I was there and it was definitely a great feeling to be there. And, uh, I guess my, my post was to try to educate people to get the facts themselves and not listen to what they're seeing. But is there a, a divisive element at all to this where there are people in town who, uh, are making nasty comments about the truckers and who think they're out of line and who are siding with uh, Trudeau, or are they keeping their mouth shut? Oh, no. You can see it uh, on social media. A, a lot of Facebook posts um, saying, you know, that they don't agree with it. And you know what? If they don't agree with the, the convoy, they don't agree with the convoy. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of them, a lot of people are not aware of the true... true um, goal of this convoy and um that they want to they want to have all mandates dropped so we can get back to normal uh if there is such thing as normal anymore but yeah there's there's people on social media to answer your question that are are completely against this convoy and um feel that it's unacceptable i guess you can say and what's happening in ontario now are you still locked down is it still back uh, the way it was around here two years ago you know, they would say that we've opened up a bit. Uh, as of yesterday, certain um, facilities were allowed to open, for example, restaurants, gyms at 50% capacity, um, but they're not at their full capacity. They need to be at full capacity. And they're also open with restrictions. Um, you know, you need to have a vaccine passport in order to go into the gym. You need to have a, you know, a passport to go into a restaurant, into an arena, a sports venue, anything like that. So, yeah, people would say we're, we're opening up, but we're not open. Are not the, in my mind. Are the kids playing hockey yet? Uh, yep, yeah, the kids are back on the ice. Uh, they got back on, my understanding is, uh, yesterday. Uh, but again, it's, uh, it's with restrictions. There's limited capacity in the arenas, and anybody 12 and over has to be uh, vaccinated in order to partake in a sport here in Ontario. Wow. And so uh, do you see an end, not just you, but do you and your friends and family up there, do you see an end in sight here at all? I don't know how to answer that. Um, I would say a couple weeks ago, I didn't see an end to it, and I was really starting to uh, lose hope that this would end. Um, but after seeing the momentum behind the convoy, I'm starting to gain some hope again. I don't know how, how our government's going to react, um, but I'm hopeful that maybe it'll create some change. Well, so am I, Terry, and uh, great job there being my correspondent up there. You told people <laughs> back here 
I'm, I'm glad to get a, an eyewitness account of, of what's going on up there because if people are watching back here, they're either not getting much coverage at all or they're getting people making fun of it or downplaying it or diminishing it. And uh, you gave us a good description of exactly what was going on up there. Thanks. No problem at all. No okay. problem. I hope I can help. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, John. Okay. okay. That's Terry O'Neill, a private citizen from Canada. We'll be right back. SRN News. I'm John Scott. President Biden says the U.S. and its allies prepare for whatever happens next in the Ukraine crisis. The president says peace is the focus of efforts by the United States and its allies. We continue to engage in nonstop uh, diplomacy. But with more than 100,000 Russian troops amassed near Ukraine's border and some moving into Belarus, he says contingency plans are being made. We are ready no matter what happens. The U.S. this week disputed Moscow's accusation that the West is responsible for whipping up tensions in Ukraine. Greg Clugston, Washington. Senator Joe Manchin says the president's vast social and environmental bill is dead. The strongest language to date that the West Virginia Democrat has used to underscore that any revival of the Democrats' top domestic priorities would have to arise from fresh negotiations. The Dow up 61 points, the Nasdaq down 21. This is SRN News. Why invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes? Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Either licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Jay Sekulow doesn't believe we're doing all we can. Russia is planning to hold war games about 150 miles off of Ireland's southwest coast next month. The failure of the diplomatic initiatives has resulted now in an escalating situation requiring that we are going to have to put, it looks like, troops uh, in the Balkan, Balkans and in that area. Secular, live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. Hi, this is John Steigerwald for Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh. It's a new year and time for a new ride. The time is now to place your reservation on a brand new 2022 Indian Motorcycle. Because while the demand is at an all-time high, supply is very low. Reserve today. You'll be ready to take priority delivery when the new 2022s arrive. Don't miss your chance. Order now. Visit pitcycles.com today. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh in Warrendale, next to Jurgles. Always wear your helmet. Never drink and ride. Throwing life throws you uh-ohs. Just save, better get Mako. Go to Mako.com for an online estimate today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Have you ever caught yourself believing you'll never find a deeply fulfilling relationship with a marriage-minded Christian man? Well, you're not alone, and I can relate. For years, I believed I would never find the love of my life. If you're feeling stuck in negativity, I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
We're looking pretty congested now on the Parkway West inbound. About an extra 10 minutes between 79 and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On the Parkway East, pockets of volume slowing it down outbound Glenwood to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Heavy delays inbound through the downtown area, 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Murray Avenue at Greenfield Avenue. Look out for a crash there, Greenfield area. Inbound Parkway North, busy Reedsdale Street on down. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. From late Wednesday night through Friday morning. For tonight, cloudy skies with a low of 30. Tomorrow, overcast with rain in the afternoon, high 45. Tomorrow night, more rainfall with a low of 36. And Thursday, rain changing to ice in the morning, then sleet and freezing rain in the afternoon, colder with a high of 37. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Grace Miratori. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. I want to remind you, I'm going to be going up to uh, Pitt Cycles uh, in Warrendale next to Jurgles on Thursday. We're going to be doing the show live from there. That's in Warrendale. Uh, they have a redesigned Triumph showroom. They're uh, one of the new sponsors of the show. We're going to go up there and do this. I'll be there from 3 to 6. You'll be able to see some motorcycles that have not been seen before. Uh, and I hope to see you up there. That's uh, Pitt Cycles in Warrendale next to Jurgles. Uh uh, three to six Thursday. So uh, Tom Brady retired today, officially. He kind of retired. Everybody knew it was coming, I guess, but uh, he made it official today with a statement and all that stuff. And I wanted to talk about it. Uh, this is not a sports show, as you know. It's a kind of an everything and anything goes kind of a show. But we mostly do politics, culture, that kind of thing. And I, I try to not make it a sports show because there are plenty of those in town, and I don't. I don't intend to compete with them, and I don't. Um, I don't want to. I, I don't want to do sports. I want to do everything. But every once in a while, I think a sports story is big enough that I, I should talk about it. And the reason I want to talk about Tom Brady is because uh, we are living in the moment. It, 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 to me, it's like it's like uh, Babe Ruth retiring in nineteen whatever it was, uh, nineteen thirty-five. I think it was. Uh, at that point, he was just gigantic, and everybody knew that he was the greatest baseball player of all time and the greatest athlete, uh, I guess, in American history. And, you know, here it is almost 100 years later, and he's still Babe Ruth. His, some of his records have been broken, but his, his reputation still stands, and he still, I think, is the, the greatest baseball player of all time. But... Um, when when you get this far removed from a player, and 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 because the reason I think it's important to talk about in a show that's not necessarily a sports show, is that it's a cultural thing, because Babe Ruth is an icon that uh, goes well well beyond sports, and uh, he's a mythical figure based on his accomplishments, some of which were exaggerated, but. They're right there, and if they, he hit 60 home runs in 1927, and nobody disputes that. And he hit 714 in his career, and nobody disputes that. And then Barry Bonds comes along, and before that, Mark McGuire, and you know about all the controversy surrounding that. But I have seen uh, in the last couple of days, especially today, I guess, uh, people making lists of the greatest athletes in U- U.S. history, maybe team athletes, and I've, I've seen the list go like this. Babe Ruth, Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, and I forget who's after that. But So 50 years from now, people who are 10 years old right now are going to be telling their grandkids about seeing Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's going to be more mythical then than he is now because uh, that's what happens with sports and as time passes. And he has set records that it's going to be really, really hard for anybody to break. But here's the problem. Here's why I here's why I want to talk about it. He cheated a lot. And this guy is going to be if there was a Mount Rushmore and I hate that that analogy, but anyway, if there's a Mount Rushmore of the greatest team performance in American sports history, you kind of have to put Tom Brady on it, but he cheated to get there. That's not to say he's not a great quarterback and would not have been a great quarterback and would not have had great accomplishments if he hadn't cheated, but he cheated. It's just, it's not, it's, it's beyond dispute that he cheated. So I, I just wanted to run, run down exactly what happened and why uh, 
why th- this guy should be, he should not be elevated to the status of Babe Ruth or even Wayne Gretzky, because what he did, he accomplished by cheating. Not all of it, but the myth exists, or not the myth, but the, the legend exists because of his seven Super Bowls and his uh, the, 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 the more touchdowns than anybody and playing till he's 44 and all that stuff. But a lot of those numbers that make him, that, that set him apart from all the other great quarterbacks and all the other great sports figures in American history, they were not all achieved honestly. So he has seven Super Bowl rings, but should he only have four or three or five? Because there are other, Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw have four, and they're, they're legendary and all that stuff, but they're, they're not elevated to Babe Ruth status the way Tom Brady is. And he is because of the sheer number of titles and and just individual records that he has. So I'm going to go back. I went back and I found this is on um, – This is on, I, I didn't want to go through the whole ESPN story. So this is from businessinsider.com, and it was written back in 2015. And – it's it's written because it's a it's a it's a summary of a gigantic ESPN story that came out an outside the line story, um, and they really took a deep dive into it to find out exactly what happened with Spygate, uh, which was which came about in two thousand and seven. That's when that's when the story broke that they had been uh, videotaping other teams' uh, defensive signals and doing it illegally and getting a, a major advantage. It within games and within uh, preparation for games. So I, I didn't want to um, go into the the ESPN story. is just too hard to summarize. So this I, I took this one because they did the job for me, uh, and they they um, broke it down. So this is what uh, this guy came up with. He says, first, the Patriots had a detailed, efficient system for finding out opponents' uh, plays. And this is the two guys from ESPN are Don Van Natta Jr. and Seth Wickersham. They're the guys who did the story for ESPN. But uh, they says he described they describe a scene in uh, Bill Belichick's office before a season opener against Tampa Bay. Quote: A backup quarterback named John Freeze was told that the Patriots had a tape of the Bucks' signals. He was instructed to memorize them and during the game to watch Bucks defensive coordinator Monty Kiffin and tell offensive coordinator Charlie Weiss the defensive play, which Weiss would then relay over the radio headset system to quarterback Drew Bledsoe. That's right. It was before Brady. It was Drew Bledsoe. But think about that. Um, it would be like Babe Ruth having an earpiece and having uh, the manager of the other team or, or uh, some, somehow somebody being able to relay to Babe Ruth, hey, look, a curveball's coming. Change-up is coming. A fastball is coming. And him being ready for it. That's the, that's, that's the advantage that the Patriots quarterback had. And Van Natta and uh, Nick Wickersham report that although the Patriots lost that game, they realized a schematic edge over other teams. They streamlined the system, finding a more efficient way to note the plays and relay the information, cutting out the quarterbacks with only a few people, including Belichick. Soon, advanced scouts would be sent. This is unbelievable. This is this was a well-researched, long story in ESPN magazine. Soon, advanced scouts would be sent to the games of upcoming Patriots opponents to film the play signals. Now, you've seen coaches on the sideline making goofy signals to their defense and to their offense uh, that these guys can then interpret and then call a defensive uh, a set, a defensive play. So that's what they're talking about. That's the play signals they're talking about. The scouts would go undercover as media members with media credentials listed under Patriots TV or Kraft Productions, and they were prepared with excuses of what to say they were filming if security asked. Are you getting that? They sent scouts to games posing as media members with media credentials, and the purpose of being there was to watch the signals, record them, memorize them, and then when they played this team the next time, they could sit up in the press box, and while the Patriots were playing an opponent that they had scouted this way, they would look down and see the 
defensive coach signaling a play into the opposing defense, and then they would be able to get on the microphone and speak into Brady's ear and tell him what defense was coming. Look out for the blitz. It's coming. Uh, they're, in a, they're in a zone defense, and, uh, or they're playing man-to-man, whatever, they, whatever it was that they were able to tell him. Uh, it says here, each video sequence would usually include three shots, the down and distance, the signal, and as, in in-house, as an in-house joke, a tight shot of a cheerleader's top or skirt. The tapes would then go to a Belichick, a Belichick confidant named Ernie Adams, and he's, a, he's kind of a, 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 it's like a shaky, shady character who've been hanging around the, the Patriots for a long time, and people really never understood exactly what he was doing, but he was very important to, to Bill Belichick. But uh, it would go to him, an amateur historian of football, that's what they was, he was referred to, who would have the tapes edited and match the notes of the play calls and signals to the action on the field. Does this sound elaborate enough for you? This, this isn't just, you know, this is worse than the Houston Astros stealing signs. This, this is telling a quarterback, and again, this doesn't work for a, uh, Terry Bradshaw in the 70s or Joe Montana in the 80s because they didn't have a speaker in their helmet where a guy could get on and say, okay, Tom, uh, Blitz is coming. And, and that's, what, that's, the, that's the advantage that Brady had. The Patriots started a library of videotapes from teams all across the league a former Patriots assistant coach told ESPN it, quote, got out of control. And according to the report, the system grew to the point that the Patriots would add players cut from upcoming opponents to look at Adams' tapes and judge their effectiveness. In other words, hey, we got these tapes that we illegally made. Uh, you used to play for that team. What do you think? We on to something here? That's what they would say to the players they picked up. The effectiveness of the spying is reportedly debated among former Patriots staffers, some of whom say Adams wasn't good at his job. But here's other methods of cheating reportedly include. Are you ready for this? Sending low-level Patriots employees to sneak into the visiting locker rooms during pregame warm-ups and steal the play sheet. And th- this is what was going on. As Van Natta and Wickersham note, quote, the practice became so notorious that some coaches put out fake play sheets for the Patriots to swipe. This is what, this is what um, helped Tom Brady become on the same level with Babe Ruth in America. That's why I think this is important to talk about. This is a guy who's going to become a, a national icon for 100 years, and he did it by cheating. They also would send employees through the visiting team's hotel to try to swipe playbooks and scouting reports. Also, scrambling and jamming opponent radio sets to interfere with opponent communication. So they had their communication. They figured out a way to make it a little tougher for the other team, the visiting team, to, uh, to get the same communication. Uh, there's also um, uh, uh, Peyton Manning is reportedly paranoid about the Patriots' methods of cheating. He, this, is, this was written when Peyton Manning was still playing. He, he leaves the Patriots' visiting locker room to discuss the schemes with coaches in case the room is bugged. Um, and also, by the way, that, that one of the other things that, that, that I saw somewhere else, uh, not in this story, that they did with uh, Brady was uh, these, the headsets that these quarterbacks wear, they're supposed to be shut off I'm not exactly sure of the time frame. I think it's like within 15, you can only have it on for 15 seconds, or it has to be shut off 15 seconds before the snap, something like that. They kept it on, and Brady was walking up to the line of scrimmage, and they were still talking it to him even before he, just before he took the snap on what to expect from the defense. So the spying was reportedly the biggest deal. The entire operation came to a head when Eric Mangini, coach of the New York Jets and a former Patriots coach, coach, realized that the Patriots were filming teams. He ordered security to be on alert, and they caught a Patriots employee taping the Jets. So then Roger Goodell, only 18 months into his role as commissioner, fined Belichick $500,000. That's a coach getting fined a half million dollars. The Patriots, 250000 and they docked the team a first-round pick. That's huge, taking a first-round pick from a team. So you know that they found something. 
But the investigators, according to the story that was in ESPN, found, quote, a room accessible only to Belichick and a few others, unquote, with, quote, a library of scouting material containing videotapes of opponent signals with detailed notes matching signals to plays for many teams going back seven seasons. That's going back to 2001 and 2004 when the Steelers played them and lost to them in AFC Championship games, by the way. And after the 2001 game, Heinz Ward actually said, it was almost like they knew what we were going to do. He said that. So as Van Natta and Wickersham report, quote, almost as quickly as the tapes and notes were found, they were destroyed on Goodell's orders. League executives stomped the tapes into pieces and shredded the papers inside a Gillette Stadium conference room. They stomped on the tapes. They They destroyed them. Here's why. They knew that the Patriots had cheated on their way to at least the the most recent Super Bowl, and you can't undo it. You can't you can't come out and say that the that the 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 take you can't take the win away from the Super Bowl. I mean, you can, but there's no way on earth they were going to do that. They can't do that. They just for the for the image of the league, they had to make this go away. So they destroyed the tapes. Uh, Goodell was accused by some owners of sweeping the issue under the rug. And helping out his close friend, Robert Kraft, who owns the Patriots, Belichick said he had simply misinterpreted a rule prohibiting the taping of other teams' play signals. So Bill's trying to convince people that, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you mean? This is nothing big. They videotaped some signals over here. What do you want from me? It's a, uh, so, again... The Patriots were caught doing this again, by the way, in 2017. They were taping signals on the – they were sending people to press boxes to, uh, for, uh, for the uh, games of upcoming opponents, and they got caught doing again. So before I take the break here, I just want to read you from James Harrison. Now, this because this is how it affects the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. You know, Ben Roethlisberger has two Super Bowls uh, rings, and, and he was in three Super Bowls. Maybe he would have been in four. And Brady would have only been in six if, if uh, they don't cheat. But this is what James Harrison said. I should have another ring. We were the best team in football in 2004, but the Patriots, who we beat during the regular season, stole our signals and picked up 90% of our blitzes in the AFC title game. They got busted for it later, but hey, they're Goodell's boys, so he slapped them 500000 and burned the tapes. Was he going to rescind their Super Bowls? Man, hell no. That's what... Uh, that's what uh, James Harrison said. And Peyton Manning, he said that the New England Patriots cheating scandals didn't stop at Spygate. He said that he knew the Patriots were bugging the visiting locker room at Gillette Stadium and hot mics to eavesdrop on conversations between opposing players. This is a quote from Peyton Manning. Every time I played against New England, I used to talk to my receivers in the showers. Uh, Manning said during ESPN's Monday Night Football Manning cast in Week Two's matchup between the it was just this year. Don't talk about a play next to my locker because I know it's bugged. I know it's got a mic in here. Very strange to see seven guys hanging out in the shower. So congratulations to Tom Brady on a great career. Just one minor detail: he cheated. I'll be right back. Are you trying to quit smoking? I got the way to do it for you. It's called MyNicotineTest.com. They have a quit rate of 70%. That's 7 out of 10 people who do this actually actually successfully uh, quit smoking, and they can help you. There's a money-back guarantee right now. Uh, They measure your uh, nicotine levels with a urine test, and they customize your treatment so that you can uh, get through the the, the process of quitting without feeling miserable. And you can get, uh, for a limited time, your expert tobacco coaching free with your nicotine test purchase. Their experts guide you with tips and secrets 
uh, to make quitting a reality. So MyNicotineTest.com works with all tobacco products. That includes vaping and smokeless. If you have questions, you can call MyNicotineTest at 1-800-45-SMOKE. That's 1-800-45-SMOKE. Leave a message. And if all tobacco counters are busy, you have nothing to lose but your addiction. And if you're not a smoker, order a gift card for someone you care about who is, who you know has been trying to quit and is having trouble doing it. You can quit. 70% success rate. MyNicotineTest.com. MyNicotineTest.com. With Joe Biden and the radical Democrats pushing their socialist agenda, Pennsylvania needs to send a conservative fighter to the United States Senate. Carla Sands is a MAGA conservative who served on President Trump's foreign policy and economic teams. With deep roots in central Pennsylvania, Carla Sands shares our conservative values. Carla Sands is a Christian and a pro-life mom who will defend the unborn. Carla Sands is a job-creating businesswoman who will cut our taxes and get Washington off the backs of our small businesses. Carla Sands is a constitutional conservative who will protect our First and Second Amendment rights. And Carla Sands is a law and order conservative who will fight to finish President Trump's wall, crack down on election fraud, and stop Fauci's tyranny. MAGA conservative Carla Sands. She'll put America and Pennsylvania first. I'm Carla Sands, and I approve this message. Paid for by Sands for Senate. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. And just finishing up, uh, just uh, two years ago, 2019, um, the Patriots, despite getting caught cheating and being fined $500,000 to coach and $250,000 for the team and losing a number one draft pick, they did it again in 2019. According to the Athletics' Paul Daner Jr., who cited sources who have seen the footage, it shows about eight minutes of footage focusing on recording the Bengals' sideline. It directs, it's a direct view of the sideline as coaches make signals for plays. This isn't an over-the-shoulder of the advanced scout who's doing his job stuff. This is shooting the sideline for an expended, extended period of time. The egregious nature of the video is why it set off the firestorm it dur- did during the game with the Bengals' executives in the press box. And I think they got uh, fined uh, and might have, may have lost another draft pick for doing that. Um, but they were at the Bengals game shooting the sideline of whoever the Bengals were playing, I believe it was, or maybe it was the Bengals sideline, but they were shooting the sideline because the Patriots were playing either the Bengals next or the Bengals opponent next, and they were doing the same thing again. They were, they were trying to get the signals from the coaches so that they could match them up with what defense the, uh, the opposing team ran, and then they could use that in the game. And then there's Deflategate. That was in, uh, when, 2015, I think. Um, and Tom Brady had equipment people let some air out of the footballs on a wet, cold day. Anybody who's ever thrown a football knows it's easier to throw a football with a little air left out of it that you can squeeze than a shiny, new football that's used in an NFL game, which is like throwing a bar of soap. So congratulations again to Tom Brady, but you cheated. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.